Hello, I'm Jordan O'Brien, and welcome to the New Leaf Podcast. Joining me on the episode for this week's edition of the New Leaf Podcast is a good friend of mine I've known for maybe... 10, 12 years, and he's a good personal family friend as well. Graham Beck, welcome on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm glad you can be here as well, and I'm looking forward to getting a few insights into the <laughs> the man that is Graham as well. <laughs> That'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. I think this is probably going to be the most sensible conversation we'll have. I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have to keep it sensible. Um, there might be a bit bit of comedy um few stories behind it i'm sure <laughs> but we'll keep obviously what is for people's ears oh absolutely exactly <laughs> don't want to let too many secrets away exactly we don't want to ruin your pristine reputation or mine <laughs> as well but there have been many laughs over the years as well and yeah about 10 or 12 years that we've we've known each other through various different things as well um and when we did first meet i think you just finished school or you were you were leaving then to possibly go on to university life um i would say so so 29 now yeah probably in my sort of later years in school sixth year yeah Um. so first to fifth year at lord hill made a jump from lord hill to fort hill for six years simply because i didn't want to go out into the big bad world of work <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of a long story um northern ireland we're playing scotland in a friendly and um, the day before i got my gcse results so it was all sort of yeah i'm getting my results but i'd rather be obviously at the football um so sister got my results phoned me up told me what i got and i thought geez okay i can go maybe go back to school here and um, so i had an apprenticeship lined up to be a plumber um as well as being enrolled in the sports course at tech so i was enrolled in the, the two of them went to fort hill give them the grades they were sort of touch and go if we get in because of the existing students had priority so long story short i get in um yeah done another two years of school not really knowing what i wanted to do yeah. um, so i've done construction sports and technology and uh, enjoy the construction side of things so then I sort of decided through time whenever it was time to make a decision uh seen a course in jordanstown um housing management i thought sounds interesting maybe give that a bit of a blast um so yeah i went to uni hated it being very honest with you um <laughs> turned up because i had to be there um it was more of the inconvenience of traveling and um, at the time i was getting a train and if you missed maybe a train by five minutes you had a half hour to wait sitting on a cold platform at jordanstown oh, or, or whatever it was so yeah that that sort of yeah there was a, a few lectures and whatnot missed um, I think we've um, all done that in our time <laughs> <of> studies. <laughs> I'll use a few as a very loose term. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got through Jordanstown. Um, had a placement week in second year. So to be honest with you, I contacted um all of the estate agents in Lisburn, um just to get in for a placement week. And one came back to me, um being obviously my current employer, McLellan Salter. So they came back to me, took a bit of a, a risk in taking a student on that they knew nothing about. Um, and I sort of tried to get a vibe in the first few days. Could I get a placement year out of it as my yeah. third year in uni? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always, always sort of put back and yeah, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. So on the Friday, um, I was told, yeah, students usually finish about lunchtime. 
So lunchtime came and went. <laughs> uh, I was still sitting in the office at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon thinking, right, when am I going home? And I got called into the back office and sort of offered a placement year. Um, so I told you, yeah, go and speak to your family. Obviously, it's a big opportunity and, and whatnot. And I said straight away, no, I'll take it. Um, yeah. So third year, you need this placement year. Um, six months into that, I was offered a full-time job after final year, but obviously to go back and finish uni. So the worst part of that was having to go to uni um, just because it was sort of into the big, bad world of working. And then I've done part time hours, so the days I was in the university, uh, worked part time, and then done some evening work as well in JD, um, just obviously to keep a bit of money coming at the time. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, university was interesting. Um, I had a night sleep sleeping in the chaplaincy, um, before an exam because it was about eleven o'clock. The exams at half nine the next morning, I think, and I had no revision done. Um, <laughs> so there was three of us I had a few hours sleep in the chaplaincy. Um, just before getting for an exam, so that was interesting. Uh, a few stories, um, certainly from the uni days as well. Uh, got obviously final year out of the way. Um, dissertation was done in a long weekend. Um, needless to say, it failed. <laughs> just going to be very honest with that one. Uh, anybody that knows me will know there's no back doors and a spade yeah. to spade. Uh, so failed the dissertation. So I had a, a winter graduation, which was actually quite nice, to be honest with you. Summer graduation is good, but a Christmas one was quite nice. Uh, it's something different as well. Yeah. Um, and I think for family photographs, that was Christmas presents sort of like. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Here's a photo uh, of so, Yeah, I think that worked a lot better for me. So it sort of worked in favour. Um, I think it was hard, knowing that I had a job, and maybe that sounds a bit confident, but knowing that I had a job, to walk into, mm-hmm. um, I had a super position and a, a massive opportunity, um, I think is the biggest thing to take out of it, so yeah, uni was interesting, um, didn't really fit in, to be honest with you, um, it's a bit of a loner, which is good and bad, I, I like my own company, um, I'm my own person, um, but, but sometimes it's nice to have like a little change of scenery in terms of different people. I think so, yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and don't get me wrong, I have a couple of friends from uni that I still keep in touch with, and just through different things, uh, sporting events and, and whatever, and family now, some of them have as well. So it, it's it's interesting. If, if throughout life, I suppose, you meet friends that will be friends forever, um, and more sort of family than friends, to be honest with you. That's not even necessarily you're in contact with them every day it might be a day oh, the time passes and yeah, you yeah, pick up a conversation again you pick up where you left off and, and it's a sort of old classic well how are you what are you up to ah not, nothing much nothing much mate how are you <laughs> you've, had, you've had two kids by <laughs> you've got a new job but ah uh, nothing much and mate you just pick up where you left off and do you know what it's nice in that sense that you don't need to be in constant contact there's people out there that feel that to be a best friend you have to be that person not for me Um, I mean life has changed massively over the past few years uh, personally so yeah it's it's just I suppose the joys, joys of growing up everybody changes everybody's at different stages of life and I suppose it's kind of accepting that um, so so yeah long story short uh, the road the road to my current uh, employer started um, almost nine years ago um, in June 2012 I first started with McCallum Salter um, and worked my way up through the ranks Um. And yeah, it's a great company, brilliant company to work for. And I think the fact that they were the only agent to come back to me at the time, all them years ago, shows. Um, obviously, they, they do care, and it's not just a name, a name out there. Yeah, It's a family-run business, and, and everybody is close. Everybody gets on very well. 
um, and it's a super thing to be a part of. It's been a massive part of my life. I mean, they've sort of molded me into the person I suppose that I am today. Yeah. Yes, I've had my own personal insights to that as well, but they have been. I've had a massive influence on my life to date. And even just touching on that fact that they took a risk on a young uni student coming out, and it paid off for them. And now, with their support local campaign i think that just exemplifies the kind of environment that they try and put out there that it is all about supporting local and giving people chances because you can't really be or you can't really claim to be a local business if you're not going to work with the likes of the community support charity events or whatever it may be and i think over the few years that you've definitely seen that from them as well most definitely um i think covid has affected so many people in so many different ways uh business wise covid uh, and local businesses should be supporting each other as should individuals Um, i'm massively in favor of support local these big supermarket chains um are going to profit out of this probably a lot of the local shops and supermarkets and small businesses, the hospitality sector, just everything that isn't connected to a big chain, I suppose, yeah. um, should be supported. Um, there's there's times you see all the different things on social media and people say, remember the time you asked this person for a sponsor, whether it be for a football kit or a football card or whatever it may be for, you're asking them for a sponsor. Well, now's the time, I suppose, you could go and pay that favour back. So certainly in work, we are a family business. We're local. The Lisburn, we've only got the Lisburn office. Um, and support local has been a, a big drive that we, we've always been um, obviously aware of. We use local contractors, local suppliers, but more so now than ever. Um, something as small as maybe a sanitizing business. So there's a local sanitizing business that um, I've grew a very good relationship with. And I've started to use them through work because of obviously the housing market and it's still continuing to go. It's still we're still doing viewings and valuations, and um. So it's the local company's Chaco Cosmetics, and um, for any of the guys out there that are, are thinking sanitizing range, and they've also got uh, what a clean is a product that they have, um, for your glasses whenever the fog up. Obviously wearing a mask, so check them out. Chaco Cosmetics. They're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and their website as well. So they're great. Um, other local things, there's so many different suppliers through work and um, the housing industry is, is massive. Um, and just, I think one, th- one small thing that I could say is support local. Um, it's something I do my very best to try and accommodate. It might not make a massive difference, but it's still making a difference. Yeah. And it might not make a difference, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but just your support to someone and they say that they feel valued in their small business while and I, I don't want to mention my own employer, but you know maybe brands like Tesco and Sainsbury's and other <laughs> large retailers, you know, and you mentioned that are profiting from COVID because they are able to have the supply for the customer demand, whereas a smaller business just isn't able to challenge whatsoever. Definitely, it it, it is. In the long run, if everybody keeps this mentality, um, it will make a difference and it will keep businesses open. Um, Lisburn obviously is it's a big enough area but it's a small place a lot of people that you talk to if you don't know that person you'll know somebody who does know them or a friend of a friend or family member whatever it may be everybody will know a connection to somebody in Lisburn in yeah. some way shape or form so I think just them, that small talk and everything 
in my opinion, in business is word of mouth. And people will recommend others. And if, if you get a re recommendation from somebody that you trust, I suppose is the biggest thing, of course you're going to go to them. Uh, it has a lot more value on that from that person rather than just maybe seeing it on a social media post or yeah. you know, maybe overhearing it. Definitely. Most that, definitely. So the housing market's been a good place. It's changed a lot for us um, recently, obviously because of COVID. So COVID came, the announcement was what, 24th of March, I think Something Boris like that, was on yeah. TV and everyone was sitting a cup of coffee or a beer. Or <laughs> definitely after it anyway, with yeah. some of the beer, something a bit stronger. Um, so I think the 24th of March and the next day we were in the office, we were tidying up loose ends, contacting everybody. Um, just to say, look, obviously there's an announcement. We aren't aware of anything that's changing yet. So I, I, I put it out there. I offered some support just as an individual to people um, in, within the, the private rental market, whether it be landlords or tenants. And some people did, did contact me. Some people I don't know. Um, some people were a bit difficult, but I suppose that's life. Um, people always like to, to try and cause a drama as opposed to maybe helping out and saying thank you. And yeah. they were, well, what happens if this and what happens if that? And just trying to be difficult about it, but that's life. It's, it it's sort of became thing. like a, a look after yourself kind of situation. For some people, it was, they became the number one priority, whereas the real way we should have all looked at it was looking out for each other. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that in the way that people went to supermarkets for their elderly parents or, or maybe people who were a little bit more vulnerable were offered vouchers and various things as well food banks were a big thing in Lisbon as well all up and running and trying to do their little bit too and it all falls into that local community spirit again that not just Lisbon but even province wide I'm sure you watched the other night the DIY SOS episode on BBC I'll be honest with you I don't watch a lot of TV um football <laughs> um, is it. probably about the height of it um I know there was local people, um, obviously a, a guy from Lisburn, um, who's supporting a charity event yeah. that we are obviously in the process of running, which we'll cover later, I'm sure, yeah. um, as well as, as other people within the sort of, well, obviously the Northern Ireland community, yeah. um, but people that we know, friends of friends and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't actually watch a lot of TV, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a bit of a sucker for doing my day's work, uh, getting home, getting my dinner, having some time with Jesse, and then... When it's bedtime for Jesse, it's bedtime for Daddy. Bedtime for <laughs> so I suppose, yeah, that's that's really um, where we're at. I will watch it someday and catch up, uh, but that will probably be a few months down the line. I definitely would recommend it because I sat here and watched it and was awe-inspired by the efforts that it's not just the local people in Bangor. It was people travelling from all over the country to offer their hand to help this woman achieve dream which was just to feel a little bit more connected with her family and it's accessible great, around her own home it's rewarding to see something like that um and i think if you are helping people out no matter how big or how small it can be something as simple as a smile yeah and good morning how you doing how you it's something so small can make a change i mean today just seeing a bit of sunshine yeah is great um that it does brighten up everybody's life and Gives you a bit of hope, I suppose, and, and good feeling. Um, so, yeah, that's the world's in a strange place at the minute, but I think to have a wee bit of hope um, for, for everybody is good. Yeah, the, the post that Graham put out earlier was, and I, I noted it down because when I seen it, it did bring a smile to my face when I was reading it, and it was, how amazing is it to see some sunshine, better days are coming. And that really should be the 
the motto of current events now, you know, better days are coming for all of us. We don't know when, but we just know that as the days are getting brighter, so will life and it will return all to a, a normal routine for everyone. Absolutely. Um, the better days are coming is, is something I try and tell myself nearly every day, um, to be honest with you. Lockdown, um, I mean, 12 months ago, well, almost 12 months ago, you, st- you wouldn't have thought you'd be in this position. Uh, and lockdown has worked in different ways for different people. Um, the first lockdown was certainly much easier for a lot of people with the good weather. Simple sunshine um, that you could be sitting outside. There was a lot of uncertainty around, which there still is, I suppose. Um, but certainly these winter months, I'm not a fan of dark mornings, dark nights anyway. I hate the dark nights. Um, so it's been tougher for everybody. No matter, people will say, yeah, we're okay and we're, we're doing fine. And no matter how big or how small, mental health will affect everybody. Um, and it's been a massive part of, of nearly everybody's life, I suppose. And especially over the past 12 months, um, more so for people, whether it be friends of friends or close friends or family or whatever it may be. Certainly myself, I have my own mental health problems. Um, and it's something that a massive stigma around it um, and to be honest with you we went to you, you yourself as well um, the training night that Emerge put on for us um, and to be honest with you it blew my mind um, just obviously certain things that you can look out for in people um, and a small thing I'll be honest with you I am a sucker for contacting people um, <laughs> just to see because like, it's a simple message well how are you doing or, or just a quick phone call to check in or I am one of the worst people in the world, and I'll happily admit that. Um, people text you, and, and you're busy, and, and you think, well, do you know what, I'll get to that, and then you, maybe a few hours later, or a few days later sometimes. It clicks in your head. Yeah, you then get back to them, and I, I'm bad for that. Um, but I do try and make time um, just for a simple message. or As we said earlier, you don't talk to people every day. You don't have to talk to people every day. Um, there's friends out there that everybody will have that they'll trust or even a stranger um, I mean sometimes talking to a stranger can, can be much easier and that sounds baffling but somebody who is willing to sit down and listen um, some people maybe have a bit of an embarrassment about whatever they want to talk about um, and they're going to somebody who doesn't know them or doesn't know a friend circle or whatever it may be so I think it's good to talk is obviously what's what's flying around and it's okay not to be okay and yeah I get all of that but if you are struggling there's help out there um, which is the biggest thing that I would say it's it's just knowing where to go or how to go about getting it um, so yeah mental health is, is obviously a, a massive thing in society at the minute uh, and it's scary to know what's going to be on the end of, of lockdowns coming and maybe with job loss or whatever it may be people being locked up not being able to get out and see family and friends as yeah. freely as they could before um, a simple thing of going out for a coffee, a nice bite to eat, a few beers, glass of wine, whatever it may be. Um, it, it's worked. Lockdown has worked in different ways for different people. Um, I think appreciation is probably the key word that a lot of people could use. Um, certainly in work, a lot of people appreciated life, I suppose, a lot more. Um, lasted for a few weeks and then it was back to the, the whole nitty gritty and yeah well I appreciate that but yeah. and I think it's always that small word but um, so it's certainly something I've grown to, to understand a lot better through the past 12 months is appreciating who you have and what you have around you um, 
which I think everybody should take maybe a few seconds if they're listening to this just to reflect and think, well, do you know what? I'm alive. Life is tough, but life is good. Um, there is still a lot of positive things and hopefully we'll get some good news. Um, obviously, this has maybe been recorded before um, they had an announcement to come. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully we'll get some good news or hopefully we've had some good news come the time whenever this is, is put out. Um, that I think just a roadmap out of this would be easy for people that then they can say well right, okay we've got two or three months of, of maybe more tough times but come the summertime that you can be getting out you can be out enjoying the sunshine you can maybe go to a beer garden and have some music in the background and congregate together and see friends and whatnot so yeah it's it's been a strange year um for everybody there's nobody some people have benefited from this um, I suppose you could say in, in business, whatever way you want to put it. But in financial terms, some people are better off from it. But from a uh, personal personal perspective, mental health yeah. point of view, yeah, a lot of us have definitely suffered. Um, I've been open on the podcast before about my own sort of personal issues that I've dealt with over the past twelve months, and even before the events of last year, you know, we went to the the training class that Emerge Counselling Services offered us. And as you said, it was eye-opening. Things that I didn't realise were signs of people even self-harming. Like, things like someone going to the gym six or seven times a week and pushing themselves because they enjoy that pain in their muscle. Again, I wouldn't have perceived as... A negative thing but you're physically punishing your body and just little things like that you would necessarily just overlook you now sort of study a little bit more I, th- I think it is one thing that certainly now people might look into it too much um, but people are sensitive around the subject I suppose a lot more sensitive now I would like to think certainly more understanding if somebody is having a tough time, um, that they can put their arm around them. Well, maybe not physically, yeah. um, but <laughs> they can re- reach out to them. <laughs> Social distancing, yeah. Um, they can reach out to them and, and just, as I say, a simple message, which I'm, a ter- I'm terrible for doing, um, just to say, well, how are you? How's things? And it can brighten up somebody's day. I mean, I've had simple text messages and simple phone calls from friends and, and you sort of then sit back and you think, well, okay, the person cares. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that do. It might not look like it 24-7, there's a lot of people out there that do, um, and certainly over the, obviously what's happened over the past twelve months in your own personal life, um, I think appreciation then uh, has brought a community closer together, um, to appreciate each other a lot more, and yeah, it was tough times, and everyone rallied together, yeah, to to obviously, um, certainly I'll be honest with you, ourselves probably have come a bit closer from that as well, so yeah, there's there's so many ways, and so many different life events. That, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough times for everybody. It, 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 it is strange a little bit how some people, you know, become to bond a little bit closer. Um, I know from the personal side of things that our family as a whole has come closer when sometimes such an important person in a family passes away. Families tend to drift. Separate. Whereas in our case, we've only become stronger with each other and looking out for each other, you know. I have a little sister who's 14. When this comes out, she'll be 15. So happy birthday, Julie. <laughs> happy birthday, George. This is your present. I don't have to get you anything. 
and you know she, she's going to be going through her own things my grand is going to be going through his own personal battles because he would have been in and out of the house every week so all of us are dealing with it through different reasons and in different ways but the one thing that we're all holding together is that we are sticking together as a family and even the morning when the news broke and it was out there and there were people I didn't even know messaging me that were maybe friends of mums or friends of dads but the likes of yourself and a few other close family friends who called by the house and you know extended their sympathies and really made the effort and even after that as well you know we've shared a few more sensible conversations that yeah, I didn't think definitely it's, that would ever happen yeah exactly <laughs> normally we meet through likes of football being on and, and that's it or maybe the night out in Belfast and that's the only interaction we would have but the more conversations that we've had as well is a result of like you said appreciating I really appreciate your help that you've done for all of us yeah and I think it's the kind words too I mean I think it's just setting that time aside is what's needed and I mean yes the events were tragic heartbreaking um, but it definitely has brought everyone closer um, your mum will be super proud of all of you and how you've dealt with it and it's starting to well up here a wee bit <laughs> I think she would she'll be super proud of everybody um, she'll be up there laughing I can tell you that um, oh, <laughs> what, what are you doing? a spade's a spade um, <laughs> that was one thing you always got with her um, and I'll, I'll never forget the day we called by the house and your dad was getting text messages and offering sympathy and he just sort of read out well she didn't like you anyway and I just thought <laughs> I didn't relate that <laughs> you, you knew if you were liked or disliked um, so I knew that straight away um, had, exactly had a bit of a chuckle to that yeah um, so I'm sure she's up there smiling she's proud she's looking over everybody in it, and I, I think she, she'll be super proud of, of how close she's have come together yeah. uh, which is great to see um, you've got good family you've got good people around you um, which I think it doesn't make it any easier um, but I suppose it, it definitely helps um, there's a there's a network there of people and a support group that if I need anything that there's so many people to turn to and I think that was the the more touching thing for us as a family you know suddenly something is so tragic as losing a mother or a wife everyone was there and everyone still has been there it's very easy for people to come out and throw the old well I'm here if you need me and then you never see them again yeah whereas people now have actually meant it and went out of their way to show that also yeah I think the actions speak louder than words and um, it's easy again yeah it's easy to send a simple text message but to actually show in person that, that you are um, there for, for somebody is, is important um, and it means then that as you say, it's a big network there of people. Um, you might be comfortable and confident going to somebody about one thing, but maybe somebody else about something different. Yeah. You, you know the people that you can approach. And as you say, we've had sensible conversations. Um, we've had a lot of not sensible conversations. <laughs> Slurred conversations. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably a better word. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a, a lot of sensible conversations that have been had there. Um and, and it's it's knowing that you can speak to somebody in confidence I suppose is the biggest thing that if it is a a, com a personal and confidential conversation between us it stays between us and that that's I suppose the, the most confident thing out of uh, and that's where you know you can speak to somebody well if you want it to be human knowledge you'll you'll speak to somebody else and word will travel yeah but I suppose having that confidence and the confidentiality 
is big. Um, and there's been a few things that we've been able to relate to. Um, in conversations that again you wouldn't have thought before. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I think every day is a school day. Is the simple term for that. Um, in all levels of life. Um, yeah, we would have crossed paths now and again through certain things and we only would have been involved in the activity we were doing and that was it you know whether it was when we played football together you know across the road from here and we would have seen each other three times a week just for training and it was all purely football based and that was it yeah whereas the few chats we've had since then i've learned a bit about you and vice versa as well and yeah we, we've learned similarities in we can't play golf. Yeah, but <laughs> we can't. We can't play football. <laughs> Dodgy knees as well as another one. Yours maybe a bit more. I haven't had surgery yet. But. Yeah, that's twenty nine and well done. <laughs> you're just struggling to hold me. Twenty five, I think I was retired from football. Well, I'm twenty two and I've given up. Yeah, that's, yeah. So there has been a lot of similarities that you didn't know about. Uh, I think it's just getting that time, um, to know people better. Um, and just appreciate appreciation I think has been my key word in this <laughs> yeah I'll just title that it's very true yeah um, it is very true but yeah it, it definitely is appreciation is what we should have for the efforts that have been made throughout all of us for the past 12 months whether it's frontline workers in the NHS or Massively. as simple as your postman or your air mace driver still bringing your parcel to you when you're spending your wages online because you're not working yeah <laughs> nothing better to do and you, you want to be a bit of positivity and cheer yourself up so you jump on the amazon and order a blender something as yeah. random as that yeah. yeah you do things like that and it brings a smile to your face on the day and then you think why the hell did i do that <laughs> i don't need that we're going to use that stick that back in the box exactly i've already got one i don't need a second one yeah there's there's been a lot of random things i suppose have happened during lockdown as well um the, the simple things of standing outside every thursday evening clapping yeah and um, was a bit random if somebody said that to you 12 months ago basically you were thinking they're a maniac <laughs> dead on mate uh, doing that. one of your neighbors was going to be standing outside with a pot and a spoon <laughs> clattering at the gallery <laughs> that's just deborah next door anyway uh, she's all right doing that five-year-old thinking you're in the bands <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's where life has, has changed. There's been a lot of random things have happened. Um for everybody personally they've had positive or negative experiences through the past twelve months. I suppose we're we're still here, we're safe, we're well. And as we've already said, better days are coming is probably the biggest thing to, to get in your head. And whether it be a simple thing as sunshine and a cup of coffee, your favourite music in the background, yeah. whether it be something as small as that. So today I was driving through the countryside, um, heading from Lisburn to Carrydoff. Bit of sunshine, had a nice coffee in the car, um, the verve was on the background. And it just sort of brought a smile to my face to think that, yeah, the better weather is coming, which will give everyone a lift. You can even see that the nights are starting to stretch. Um, it's not dark at half five now. So, but yeah, it's, it's changing days are coming um, and hopefully some sort of normality will be coming then with that. It's slowly, very slowly, but it is making its way towards where we can feel a little bit more comfortable about life. You know, as you mentioned, there is something as simple as going through the countryside and taking in the view, the blue skies, the green grass, the cows and sheep in the field, all that kind of stuff that 
you never realised you would miss it. You never realised you would miss like driving through a country road and looking around you. Definitely, and I think that's one thing that we've probably, certainly myself, but I've noticed a lot more is that we do have so many beauty spots in Northern Ireland on our doorstep. Um, I live five minutes away from Devis Mountain. I'm walking for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And like literally it's on my doorstep and I've walked it a couple of times since because it's just nice walking, getting outdoors, getting fresh air. Um, now yeah, you might not see anything from the top because it's misty, but you're still getting out and getting fresh air. Um, last weekend was the Sleeve Binion, um, which I've climbed one of them, I've climbed Donard once. Yeah. And I've done Binion before, but when the weekend, it was chucking it down. Um, it was miserable, but we just got on with it. Right, just just that outdoor activity and outdoor pursuit. It's super, and, and something as small as that can help you massively. So in January, I decided to do set myself a target of 10,000 steps a day, which doesn't sound like a lot, but there's days it's, it is. Yeah. And it's trying to get that motivation. And there's some days you're getting home from work and it's raining, you've only done 6,000. You think, geez, I've got 4,000 steps to do. A quick walk around the estate, I'll do that. And then you do that and you think, no, I've still got another 2,000 to do. Um, so there's walks now that I know if I walk that way exactly how many steps it will get me <laughs> uh, just to finish off but then January finished and I, I didn't have any goals set for February and the first week two weeks of February was tough because I didn't have any motivation I didn't have any incentive and it was almost that yeah the hard work that I've done in January was just forgot about yeah and um, so I think small things that um I, before I kept a diary, um, which I've actually just started doing again recently, um, just putting down your feelings and your emotions, and if you've had a good day, a bad day, or, or something exciting that you're looking forward to, and I suppose to read back on it, whether yeah. it be in a week's time, a month's time, a year's time, ten years time, whatever it may be, um, so people cope with different things in different ways, um, and the diary was certainly something I did enjoy, I fell out of the routine of doing it in, or filling it in every day. Um, and it's just I'm gonna try and get back into it now that the br- the brighter weather is coming. Um, everybody has a lot going on in their head. Sometimes to get it out of your head and write it down helps. Helps. Um, and it, it gets it out there. It then lets you free up your mind for them. Maybe positive thoughts or, or not that everything in your head is negative, but there's there's positive things about this area as well. So it's just small things. There was a, a guest of mine a couple of weeks ago mentioned that she has started doing that i can't quite remember the term for it but writing down things in a little journal in the hope that it does happen i think she started from the new year and it was her birthday in a couple of weeks and she said that i've entered this competition i would love it if i were picked as a winner and then a week or two after that she won 400 pound on her birthday in a prize draw but like one of those things that if you want to to make it happen yeah you believe that yeah, it's going to yeah, happen yeah definitely and I, I spoke to the, one of the reasons I've started doing this diary again is I spoke to a very close friend of mine um, he probably wouldn't mind me naming him but I'll not because obviously our conversations are private um, uh, and he, he really said to me about keeping a journal is the word that we'll use um, that you're doing it for a reason and when that journal is finished the chap- or the chapter is done and a next chapter is then beginning. Um, so it's really that then you can look back and in your head you grasp, well, okay, that was that chapter, that was negative, it was positive or whatever it was. This is my next chapter. 
and it, it keeps you maybe wanting more yeah um, and, and just keeping a track of things because time flies i mean certainly these 12 months doesn't feel like 12 months um for me anyway so t- time does go by very very quick um so i suppose it's just to have that for yourself um you're not going to be a celebrity or be famous or an indian frank or anything like that <laughs> uh, but i think just for yourself to have that if you are having a tough day well you can look back on better days or if you're you're having a good day you can, you can continue to look on the on the good days and think well you know what yeah things are good and yeah and, and some things are sent to try us but it's how you cope and how you manage things Um, there's there's been a few bridges i've had to build to get over Um, i think everybody has probably been in that same boat so yeah, it's it's just something that I enjoyed doing before. I stopped it, no idea why. Um, and now I'm just going to get back on track of doing it. Yeah. Um, because everybody does go through changes and different experiences in life. Uh, sometimes the time doesn't really allow it. You know, there might be a change in your in your working pattern or something so small that means that you just forget about it. You know, you have to sort of prioritize a little bit more, but. It's kind of the journal is sort of the written version of what people have nowadays. You know, you might see something that happened five years ago on Facebook pop up on your phone and you give it a little giggle. Like there was one came up a couple of weeks ago I seen and I sent it straight to you. Oh yeah. (laughs) There was a comment underneath that. And I just looked at it and I was in absolute fits of laughter when I read it back again and went through all the old posts and mum stuff too. And Um, even today it would still be the same comment. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. It wouldn't change over the course of five years. No. <laughs> Nothing yeah. changes in that period except the age. So I suppose that that's one thing is the Facebook memories is, is brilliant. Cringy, cringeworthy at times as oh, well. It gives you an opportunity to get rid of some stuff. Yeah, there's some things you look at and you think, my goodness. Um, Can't believe I spent. I suppose like this is just more of a sort of personal thing, and social media is something that nearly everybody is on. Let's be honest. Um, so whether it be Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, LinkedIn, they're all in different contexts, but everybody is on it. So I think it's a platform that needs to be used in a positive way. Um, some of the crap nonsense, I'm trying to use another word, but I'll be polite. You, you're free to use it. Um, some of the nonsense that I posted before, um, you just think I'm so irrelevant or why did I do that or yeah. whatever. So I think for me now, it, it's sort of more a, a positive platform and it's just keeping in touch and, and seeing that sort of your friends and how they are getting on and again some of them post some shit i'm going to use the word because <laughs> i have to I have to sort of highlight um and if you think this is about you it probably is <laughs> um, so yeah some of them some of them do post some some rubbish um but then that's their way of, of coping and their way of dealing with yeah, things. Yeah, that's, that's the way they treat their social media. Yeah. Um, and and some of them do put it on to sort of wind others up. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Well, that, you know, with, with sport coming back last year, <laughs> that's all you've seen. People having a go at each other again. Well, and it's one thing I'm actually disappointed. I deleted quite a lot of people off my Facebook uh, because of football um, and frustration <laughs> more than anything. But this year has been a very good year. Um and I now wish that I hadn't deleted them because I then could have got back at them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you could have had your own back at yeah, least. Yeah. Um, but if I see them in the street, I'll obviously acknowledge that. Yeah. Oh, I remember the time you said this. Yeah. Here, what's going on now? So, uh, yeah, again, coming back to the Facebook memories and, and then that journal. So I suppose that's your personal way without having, you don't have to share everything with everybody on, on a you social can, You platform. can add a, a more personal and private element to it yeah. because it is your 
keep safe. Yeah, and I suppose it's the same sort of thing that you're writing it down, but it's not going any further than you, to yeah. how you're feeling. Um, so you don't need to spread it or share it or, or whatever it is. If that's your way of coping, yeah, super, do it by all means, do it. Um, but certainly, certainly, I enjoy the sort of yourself to yourself. Um, yeah. I I like, um, and Sophie will tell you I say this all too often. Um, I like my own space and my own company. Um, I love my own time together because I'm good crack probably that yeah. I enjoy being with myself. <laughs> um, I enjoy being with myself um, and just having that sort of headspace. Like so today, driving yeah. in the car, some sunshine, good music on the background, a cup of coffee. That's my time. Yeah. Um, but I love time with friends and family and yeah and whatnot as well. So yeah, it's everyone copes in different ways. I think it's always important that we do have a little bit of a mixture. You know, we don't isolate ourselves too much, but at the same time. We're not always with people and in groups because then second you're away from that, you feel like you're isolated because yeah. you're not with them and you feel the need to go back into that environment again. So having your own time to yourself, again, is something that I enjoy too. Yeah. Whether it's maybe sitting down for a couple of hours and editing a podcast or going out for a walk or dandering down to work just to have a chat. Yeah. Like you say, you can sort of think a little bit if there's something coming up that is positive, if there's something you want to reflect on that's happened, it gives you that opportunity then to look back on it then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and everyone feels in different ways. My own personal getaway is music. Um, love well, I know you're a big fan of your music as well. Yeah, love my music. and That's my own getaway. There's, there's days if you're having a tough day, um, very close to the Wallace Park and work, headphones in at lunchtime, round the park for a walk. Fresh air, music in the background. The recharge that you can have in that 15 or 20 minutes, for me personally, is huge. Uh, and it can be the difference in maybe taking something out of context or, or taking it, okay, well, that's fine, it is what it is, and yeah. you can move on. So, Or maybe being difficult with somebody. Um, because I, I think life's short. We all need to, again, appreciate um, the, the appreciation podcast, I think we could yep. call this. Um, I think you, people do need to appreciate others um, and each other equally. So, yeah, it's... That music is my getaway, personally. I think mine would be similar to that. You know, stick a pair of earphones in and just see where my feet take me. And my music's that varied that it probably changes my pace. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to something nice and slow and I'll just go out for a gander and then I'll be running around the Wallace Park if I throw on something old school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that does set your tone. Um, there's so many different styles and types of music out there that can set your tone. Yeah. If you want to be upbeat, well, you've got that. Or if you want to be something a wee bit sort of more subtle and, and more mellow, yeah. again, you've got that too. So. It's, it's strange how like a combination of sounds can control your mood. It's fantastic. If you think about it as well. It's fantastic. Like yeah. If you need uplifted, you, you, know, you suddenly put a harp into any tune and it just makes everything yeah. better. Yeah, and that's you, yeah. Um, and sometimes I would love just to maybe have a, a bottle of red wine on the go as well. <laughs> More <laughs> something stronger than a coffee. But maybe walking around Wallace Park <laughs> with a bottle of red wine, yeah. I think it might be frowned upon. Um, I'm definitely not willing to risk it anyway. <laughs> no, I, I would recommend that you, you try not to do that. Stick with the coffee. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've mentioned before, you know, there are better, this is the Better Days Appreciation podcast. Um, and a better day coming up for us hopefully with all things being well and good is our second annual golf day yeah fantastic 
Through the Bay Bardo. It's one thing that I'm really looking forward to, although I would need the courses to open to get a little bit of practice in because... Well, I think the courses might be closed, well certainly even more anyway, might be closed once we finish with it, uh, maybe for a few repairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there's a few friends of ours will need to get their diggers out to repair the yeah. rivets. Um, so yeah, the, the, the golf day last year uh, was a huge hit. Um, something that we planned in, what, six weeks? Yeah, it was It was such a quick All very last minute. It was um, the end of July, I believe it was, until the start of September. So yeah, yeah. it was a really short turnaround, I remember that. A um, bit of stress and, and whatnot. Um, but to, to, on the day, for everything to run so smoothly, and to get good feedback about it, and to raise £4,000 for charity was huge. Um, so it, it's something that I'm looking forward to doing this year. <laughs> it's, you always want to try and develop and make it bigger and better. Is that something we can do this year? I think so. Um, there's a couple of things last year that we've tried to change. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that the, the biggest thing that we want to make bigger and better is the total of money raised. Yeah, you, you always want to, even if it's by a small amount, you just want to better it because that's your benchmark. Yeah. You know, we've seen a great amount of support through the Just Giving page and people sponsoring, even people on the day messaging me I put it out on the page for people to buy ballots online, you know, sending me a fiver or a tenner through PayPal and just raising a little bit of extra money to go towards a good cause. You probably felt the same way I did. Once it was done, it was the satisfaction of it going so well. And then suddenly, yeah, the next one, how can we improve it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the thing. And I mean, you, you mentioned about on Facebook and people contacting me. And I think that's the sort of community spirit um, that we probably have. And obviously friends of friends and family friends and whatnot still have that sort of tight-knit community as well. Um, even the wider community. So obviously it was for mental health, which is huge in society. And I think only going to get bigger, which we've touched on. Um, something that has affected, I'd say, the two of us, yeah. definitely. Um, and other family and friends that you maybe know some people, others you're not aware of, but it's still affected them. So it's huge. Um, for me, it's something I, I care about. Um, for obviously, again, supporting local. Um, it was a local mental health charity yeah. is where it was going to. Um, and to raise £4,000, it, it blew my mind and expectations, to be very honest with you. I didn't think it was going to be as supportive as well as it was. Again, in such a small turnaround. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to have a lot of positive feedback but it was nice to have some negative feedback as well from people yeah and um, that then we could change to make it this year then the big, yeah, bigger exactly. and better you know we weren't going to nail it the first time round because it got very close <laughs> we did get very close but there was a lot of us up until maybe that july had never really played golf you know i had never been out on a full 18 hole course until yeah. maybe three or four weeks before our actual golf day i was yeah. trying to get out and practicing and now I love it. Yeah, it's like a new, it's a newfound hobby for me that I enjoy now. And I think in our, our friends circle, um, there's more people have done the same. Um, didn't really have an interest in it. I've only really got back into it the past two years. Um, through a, another golf day that I, I played for a bit of crack at, um, and that was it. And then obviously we we done our own charity day. Um, we've been getting out, and it's I suppose it's the networking side of things that. Whether it be a Saturday morning, you fancy nine holes, yeah, okay, let's go and, right. and you get out. You, you're getting fresh air. You're being with friends. You're catching up where you left off. I think it, it's brought certainly again our our friend circle closer together, and um, because there's more people 
participating in it. Yeah. Um, whether it be playing golf on the day, um, or the partners and friends in the background collecting money and helping out. It was a real push and effort from yeah, everyone that was connected. And it was it was rewarding to see the total at the end, and even more rewarding to see how we have helped the charity. And so Jordan, will obviously confirm now what the four thousand pound went for. Yeah. So the four thousand pounds went towards emerge being able to launch an online counselling service so they are just lisbon based and that's really where they focus on and due to covid and regulations it was a lot more difficult to have people coming in and out of their offices in lisbon so the money went towards buying laptops that they can send out to people that they know are a little bit more vulnerable and maybe don't want to leave the house or are shielding through various different reasons and they're still able to get that support that Emerge offers to people then. So, yeah, the, the satisfaction for me personally is knowing that this money can save someone's life. Yeah, yeah. And to see the figures that were produced in such a short time frame from the laptops were donated um, is frightening. Yeah. But also very good. You can see the spike when we got sent the graph of the information again i'll not delve into it too much but from november time when they launched it there was a few people using it and then once january hit and again the darker nights the the sort of blue atmosphere around january the numbers went through the roof and there were maybe it was 50 50 between males and females which was good to see in a way as well you know you didn't want to see one or the other you want to see that you know everyone is being able to use it and there's a broad range of different topics that they're dealing with and a wide range of ages as well. But just seeing that spike that hit from the new year, the, the glumness and the miserable weather of January, those 70 or 80 people wouldn't have been able to have that service if it weren't for the hard work that we put in in those six weeks. So, yeah, again, that's probably the biggest satisfaction point for me that, you know, we busted ourselves for six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to make I a think difference. the success out of it is, is probably the key word there. Um, it was such a successful day. There was great weather, um, which made it that bit easier. Um, I'm going to say there was great golf. There was some, some. great golf. There was <laughs> um, some great golf. There were some amazing tee shots off the first. Being last out was amazing because I saw everyone. And I'm there was sure a wide range there's, of I'm sure shot there's choice. people will confirmed there was great bar staff um there was a good catering service yeah uh, on the buggies um neely thompson he won't mind me mentioning him um <laughs> so there was beer and cider um so there was a beer buggy and neely somehow managed to get a double vodka and red bull from the bar <laughs> brought to him on what about the sixth or seventh hole and um, so yeah the bar service was good oh you could ask for anything and flap on the buggy was able to have it in next to no time yeah so the, the bar server there, there was just there was so much success about it um yeah it was a great day and i'm just looking forward to the next one yeah um hopefully we get good weather good turn there's 100 participants this year um whereas that's a bit it was 80 something last I, year i think we had 88 last year yeah so we have 100 this year which is we could have probably had more and um, but we've just capped it 
Yeah. Um, obviously for for numbers sake and then because it is an open course, obviously for the elder and have members and whatnot playing as well. So yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. Um, if you do want to sponsor Hole, by the way, it's twenty quid. <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> yeah. Just message the page. I'm in charge of everything so far. I think the New Leaf podcast is actually happy to say that they are sponsoring the event. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like. I'm glad to hear that. Um, give me permission, obviously, to release exactly. this today. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't not put money in Definitely. and talk about it all this time. Um, but you know, twenty quid out of my pocket to go and help someone who needs it most. It's a no-brainer oh, it for me. Make a, it can make a small difference, or it can make a massive difference. Yeah, and I think it's just that satisfaction knowing yeah. that you've helped. You know the the effort this time around. It's been a little bit more unpredictable just with the ever-changing regulations, but all being well, we'll still be able to have our original date and all these different things, but it's constantly becoming a battle within our little committee of trying to sort everything because we're still left in the dark a little bit longer than we would like to. You know, it would be nice now if there was a clear we mentioned roadmap for Northern Ireland out of this that which hopefully will come soon yeah that again we'll be able to plan better but every everything is pretty much in place that we need it to be you know the course is available we're starting to gather the golfers and sponsors and all sorts of things the only bit left to do after that is to turn up and take a few chunks out of the (laughs) lovely Maryland countryside yeah absolutely and um, so yeah, there's fingers crossed that I, I think if anything does change, it's beyond our control. Um, and I think again that's something that should be touched on. There's only so many things that you can control in life. Um, certainly, it's one thing that I've learned is you can't control everything. You can't keep everybody happy. Um, you just have to to sometimes take a step back and realize, okay, well that's beyond my control. It is what it is. This is how I'm going to cope with it. This is how I'm going to move on. Um, and the pleasing everybody, I've tried to do that for years, um, and I suppose this sounds negative, don't like to be a negative, I hate negativity, uh, but please yourself, I suppose is the biggest thing that I would say, um, or if you ask yourself the question, have I done my very best there that I could, and the answer is yes, well, that's all you can do, yeah. um, on a day-to-day basis, do your best for yourself and for everybody around you, is probably the biggest thing. Fingers crossed the golf day all goes ahead. Because I just need to get out of the house. <laughs> in all honesty. I think to get out and have a change of scenery. And again, to have that sort of successful feeling is rewarding. Yeah. Um, it, it will lift spirits. There's certainly a lot more people want to be a part of this golf day, probably because they've seen yeah. the success of last year. Well, we had a good turnover in terms of participants last year. We also have this time around an event sponsor. You know, we have... Lisburn electrical contracts coming in and putting a donation towards the event as well and that's only within our second year of doing it which is amazing to think about you know people wanting to be involved to make a difference during tough times for all of us and so yeah let's hope it all goes ahead and think we'll call it a day there then super yeah thanks all for good. having me yeah no, um, really enjoyed that thank you for coming on Graham. hopefully it can help um, others that maybe are listening yeah um, I'm sure Jordan will be happy enough if you reach out to him to have a quick conversation I'd be happy enough and um, if you know me if you don't know me whatever um, yeah. 
in no certain ways to help. Yeah. And hopefully this has helped. Um, I've really enjoyed doing it. It's been <laughs> great. Um, and hopefully you're maybe contacted people, other people wanting to do it. Yeah, and that's 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 the hope, you know, that this is the platform for people to come and chat, you know, so you can come on and chat about whatever it is that you want to talk about. And if there is anyone listening that hears something and they go, oh, that's actually quite nice, you know, they can get in touch with you, me, anyone. It sparks conversation amongst people and gets people talking ultimately with the emphasis on making sure that we're all well, we're all good and we all have a positive mindset going forward given all the darkness we've had behind us. Correct, correct. That's it. It's better days are coming. Better days are coming. I, all I can hear in my head is the holidays are coming from the Coca-Cola <laughs> adverts. The I don't think way, that'll be happening this year somehow. <laughs> the whole way through I've had better days are coming. <laughs> ringing in my head. Maybe the holidays is for next year. Yeah, hopefully. But Support local. Support local, guys. <laughs> and um, if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to the Instagram page as well. Give it a follow. We're now available on Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts as well. So there are more ways to listen in. Follow the page to stay updated with all different giveaways, episodes, guests. And until next time, guys, stay safe. Take pride in everything you do. And remember, you're all superstars. See you later.